with this with the boy. Same thing. I got the boys. All right. So good evening, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Depends on when you're hearing this podcast or when you're watching it. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, on a celebration of excellence. In the room, I have two very special guests. I have Kevin and Keith Davis of the Two Views podcast. I met these two young brothers back on the campus of Blackburn College. We was on the grid, ironed together. Um, Funny story about these two (laughs) in a football game. I don't know if I should tell it right now, but it was funny to me about what happened. (laughs) It is what it is. Tell it. Tell it. I don't care. Tell it. So it was was a homecoming game at Blackburn, (laughs) if I go through a quick story. Uh, Now, these were two of the best football players we had on the team. But uh, we had some coaches that uh, did not realize the talent of some of the players they had. Uh, to me, if we if we put it in retrospect, the second team players better than the first team players on both sides, defense and offense. You know, some people may hear this podcast and disagree with that. So, okay, we was better. We used to show y'all in practice. <laughs> I was on offense. They were both on defense. So, Kevin got in on special teams, went down on a punt. We punted the ball because our offense wasn't moving it. Kevin laid the punt returner out, threw a flag on him. It was a legal hit, and everybody, our whole crowd, like, oh, we sitting there, and people looking like, why this guy ain't in the game? <laughs> when we were losing, <laughs> he ain't starting at linebacker. Uh, even his brother Keith should have been definitely one of our starting defensive linemen out there. So Kevin get the flag, and he was supposed to be in the game playing linebacker. Well, because of the penalty, uh, the defensive coach at that time took him out. He ain't know nothing, no way. So Kevin, he pulled an Antonio Brown. This brother, we see all of a sudden his stuff flying off, and we we hear the famous line, "Man, I ain't playing for this team." And we look around, <laughs> where Kevin going? And I guess because this is twin brother, he bounced too. <laughs> they they pulled an Antonio Brown before he ever did it. <laughs> And, and, and then is at the homecoming dance that night, tearing up the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> football team, and Man. I was sitting like these dudes here. <laughs> you, but you know what? That that was a combination of of, 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 of other experiences, man. Because I, I remember. Well, I think what started off that 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 mindset where we kind of got like that is we were playing. Uh, what's the team where they uh were Scientologists and they prayed over their team? What team was that? Principia. Uh, Principia. We're, yeah. we're playing. Yeah, we were playing Principia, and they man, we just sitting there and they just killing the defense, killing the offense, and then finally they's like Keith, Kevin, and uh, um, what was the other Both linebacker? Low. Ross. Yeah, Keith, Kevin, and Ross go in and linebacker. So all three of us go in. When I tell you, Principia didn't get a first. They didn't get a first down. Nope. Every, that every series was win, they get a first down. We would come back out, and so they kind of. That that had already started weighing on me, and so at the at the homecoming game, we fight. We like we getting killed. Like I said, we getting killed. Kevin make the hit, and so they finally want to put me and Kevin in at the end of the game. And as we walking in, as we running in, I guess Kevin Kevin mad about something. He mad about something. He say something, and one of the other linebackers snitched <laughs> snitched on him, and he they took both of us out of the game. I ain't do nothing. I ain't do nothing at all. I did nothing. He just said, Kid and Kevin back out of the game. So I just kept walking. <laughs> he yeah. took me out. I just I just kept walking. I'm, I'm done, man. Yeah, because that Principia game, the second team offense, second team defense almost brought us back to win that game. Yeah. That was the ironic part. So yeah, why you got all of out. us on the sideline? If we we were down mm-hmm. by three, four touchdowns by the end, we almost mm-hmm. brought us back. But let me say something about that day, that homecoming game, though. Another part I want to add is Fox. what the start the starting linebacker, whoever I was in front of me, I think it was Moose or something like that. All right, garbage, whatever. I, yeah, I'm calling you garbage. But I was training all week to play to start at linebacker. We get to the game, and coach coach gonna put pops in for me. The fourth he said, string linebacker starting this game. Bro, I'm training all week to start, and you put this dude who who can't? I'm sorry, can't tie my cleats at the bottom of the depth chart. <laughs> and, and I think that sparked in me, like, man, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm finna go out here and just play hard and go crazy. But I, man, it's a wrap for me, bro. Like, that it was, was just pre- it was precipitous for me. I'm out. I didn't even know man, Kevin. Had, good. I, didn't, I didn't even know Kevin and Flip was behind me. Though. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, man. one thing that came from all that dope man for just going to Blackburn in general, man, we still made some great friends though. That's one thing oh, we yeah. can't. That's a great thing we can take from Blackburn, man. That. We still yeah, make great yeah. friends, man, mm-hmm. and still communicate till this day. Like we ain't the only ones that got BS in that in that process. It was other people that got BS in that process, right? We the ones that just said we out, right? But it was it was a total. That's why that that program ain't got no football team no more. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. It was it was sad to to see that you know demise and not you know they lost a lot of people coming to that school too because of that and you know even that we we finna get to the show in a minute. What was petty about it? These dudes, so they not that y'all went to Eureka. That wasn't petty. You would think (laughs) Blackburn they reviewed, they done moved on. Kevin had a great career. Uh, Eureka, if you saw us on the uh, other show for celebration, Evan had Kevin brought a Hall of Fame. No keys, kind of had some injuries that he didn't have the career fully to what he should have. Another excellent player. These dudes gonna come to the dorm event next year at Blackburn, both of them. Now that was the petty part, you know, they to move on, but just to prove a point <laughs> at how good it was in football, they come back to North Hall. That's why I stayed at every spring. We had a dorm event. It was like a seven-on-seven flag football. And remember, a lot of people still wasn't happy with these two. Like I said, they walked off, quit, came to the homecoming dance. It was almost altercation there. And I stood up for my brother. Hey, listen, we ain't finna fight. Ain't nothing like that going down. I ain't saying they would have lost or nothing, but, you know, we just ain't need that happening at Blackburn <laughs> with the ones that was coming against them. They come back next year to the dorm event. They had been building. They have been talking trash. We coming back. And they team won the whole dorm event <laughs> tournament. <laughs> So they proved a point to let them know this is why we should have played. Let us prove it to y'all. Exactly. Came back and they squad won the whole dorm event. Now, me, I was fun. I was on their side the whole time. Now, I was still at Blackburn. But I'm like, you know, you recognize talent. And, you know, I, I just went through that just at that school. Them coaches had their favorites, you know. Not saying that some guys that started were legit athletes, but we lost some of the best athletes here, uh, Kevin Key. Uh, when uh, D. Riley moved on to go to uh, Quincy, you know, because of the coaching there, we lost some very good athletes that I think if they would have stayed our school, definitely that, that year, I think I was a junior, y'all were freshmen. That was the first year we were actually in the conference, and we, we should have dominated. Every game we lost, it, some of those games were about like a touchdown, a couple points. We should have won, been higher up in that playoff. We went to Minnesota. I know they the guys missed out on that, but uh, we had a decent squad that year. If they just would have put the right people in place, I think it would have been different. These two brothers might have stayed on and played because uh, we, we had a decent team. But, you know, but, yeah, just wanted to share that with y'all. Uh, hilarious moments <laughs> when I think back. So, yeah, appreciate y'all. But- so, uh, Go ahead. But it, it was and my, I just want to say it play, for for some of the for some of the players, y'all know I still look at y'all as friends. Um, it wasn't about y'all, man. It was it was about the principle. Like if 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 we were supposed to be in that spot and 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 sitting behind people, that we'd have we'd have gladly done that. When matter of fact, when we got to Eureka, we sat behind two great linebackers, and we were okay with that. But we, we, our thing was not getting a chance to thrive, to, uh, to participate, to, to help out the team, uh, and some, and, and a lot of people don't know the dirt that was done behind the scenes with coaching, with players throwing our equipment in the garbage, and a lot of people don't know a lot of those things that happened that kind of fueled the fire. So it wasn't. I just want to say it wasn't nothing about the the family there, the team. A lot of the team uh, mates that we had there it wasn't. A, it wasn't a lot about a lot of that. It's about a lot of that. Stuff on under, the underhanded stuff that kind of got to us, so yeah, it was, it was there because I ain't never seen two brothers practice as hard as y'all. The way y'all was hitting people in practice didn't even make no sense. Bro. I like what's up with all this aggression, but yeah, and, and hey. a lot of it was the coach, it, it definitely wasn't the players. Practice how you play, man. You practice, you practice exactly how you're gonna play in the game. That's this was coming, <laughs> yeah. This, all right, so let's. Let's get to the shows. We're going to talk more about Coach. I like what Keith uh, just said about, you know, it's the opportunity to help the team. We're going to get more into that. But before we get to that, in honor of the Two of Views podcast, if you all are looking for even a great podcast, I want to say these two brothers inspired me. Um, I've been doing, like, these interviews and shows I was doing on Facebook, YouTube, but I started seeing what they were doing with their podcast. 
uh, putting it on YouTube, just the different uh, short reels they give us to put certain subjects um, to introduce them to us. Uh, their podcast is great. Please go follow them. Spotify, Apple, go on their YouTube, subscribe and like the content of what these two are bringing is great. Just topics that are definitely beneficial to our community, things we need to be talking about. As I said, Kevin and Keith are twin brothers. Uh, it's two views because you got uh, two different uh, views on there. They're going to do some stuff that's going to make you laugh. Some of the stuff they say is going to be very informative. It's going to make you think. I know with everyone that I've listened to, I've learned a lot. Uh, both of you brothers are very educated, very successful in your professional careers. And so I appreciate what y'all are doing. Y'all are my inspiration to step out and to go into the podcasting uh, field. And I'm learning a lot. I think I'm doing pretty well. And uh, mm -hmm. I just want to reach somebody, want to help somebody else out. I definitely love um, what you two are doing. And in honor of the Two Views podcast, they have this thing they do on their podcast called the Top Five. Now, trust me, I ain't trying to steal it, but I just <laughs> wanted to do it tonight because I got them both on here. We are all products of the state of Illinois. I grew up in the south suburb of Chicago. They grew up in Peoria, um, Illinois. So our Top Five today <clears throat> are the Top Five High School Athletes of All Time from the state of illinois now there's so many high school athletes that came from the state of illinois and i asked these two to focus on their accomplishments from high school so whoever on this list we don't want to look at their professional careers because if you look at the professional careers it's it's tough i'm trying to look yeah. at what they did in high school to the best of our ability um so i'm gonna go first and kick it off because i want these two to go next i like to see how they argue back and forth call them trash <laughs> Why you got that person on there? They so might call your trash too. <laughs> I'm gonna hit mine with a couple of honorable mention before I get to my five. Uh, just growing up, um, I graduated in 2000 from high school when I was keeping up a lot with high school sports. Uh, these are some of the people that I saw coming up from junior high and high school. Um, honorable mention I got Antoine Randall, Napoleon Harris, Ty Street, Mike Allstott. Uh, Donovan McNabb also got a show tribute to Isaiah Thomas. So those are some of our few honorable mention guys. Number five, Dick Buckus. In high school, he played fullback, linebacker, punter, place kicker with Chicago Vocational School, was the play of the year um, as a junior. Senior year, probably would have got it again, but was facing some injuries. Um, when I was looking this up and just thinking about some different people, uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey. From East St. Louis, Illinois. That's my number four. Uh, one of the biggest things she did in high school, she qualified for the finals in the long jump at the 1980 Olympic trial, and she finished number eight. Um, now, my number three, Sean Livingston uh, from Peoria, Illinois. Uh, his grade school, he took them to two state titles. Uh, when he transferred to Peoria Central, led them back to the uh, class AA basketball championship in 03 and 04. Now, this is so important. Because the basketball stuff now is broken into four different classes. Yeah. Because a lot of schools are crying that, you know, uh, the Simeons, the schools from Peoria, we're going to get into another Peoria athlete, was kept winning. So the other schools are saying, we don't got a chance. So they broke it up um, after one of my people on the, my list left school. They changed it all to give other schools an opportunity to win. So when Sean Livingston then was winning, it was way harder to get a championship in Illinois. Uh, number two, Frank Williams, Manual High School. Uh, two finals. For he was part of that uh, team that took four straight state titles from Manual High School. But he was number two. Man, it'll be like that. Uh, 1998, Mr. Basketball Honors at Illinois. Number one. Y'all going to be mad. That's fine. Derrick Rose. That's right. I said it. Freshman, sophomore, city champs with a record of 24 and one at Simeon. Back to bites, back to back state championship class double A had an overall record at Simeon of 120 wins, 12 losses. Mr. Illinois in 2007 and the McDonald All American, one of the greatest high school athletes. It was after he left high school that they changed it to four classes. Key, this this man what? just said, Key, this man says Chicago City champions. His freshman and sophomore year, that was a big deal. Hey, hey, hey. but he hey. won two state titles. Hey, hey, Jermaine, let me ask you a question What city in Illinois is the mecca of basketball? Man, that's sketchy. You're gonna say, What's sketchy what? to what? me? <laughs> okay, I'll get you. What, what, what city is the mecca of basketball? 
Eh, I'm just gonna tell you, it, it's Peoria. I'm sorry, it's Peoria. But let let me get to my list now. You, now you're yeah, saying bad. You you yeah, threw man. out some names, boy. That that kind of like Dick Buckets, Jackie, like those 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 some solid. With my, that ain't bad. But um, my honorable mention. I'm gonna start off with one that ain't nobody gonna understand to get man. But I'm gonna go with my nephew to Knowledge Hall. So running back out of pure uh pure Richwoods. He holds the uh, single rushing record for uh, rushes in a state playoff in a state playoff game. The boys are busy trying out for the NFL right now. Watch out for Tanalis Hall. He's looking to try. He got to probably work out with the Bears to see how it go. He might be toting rock for our home team, but solid. But let me get to my list, man. Let me just get to my list. I'm gonna go with my number five, which I'm surprised ain't on your list, man. Andre Iguodala out of Springfield Lanthier. He averaged 23, 7, and 4. Andre Iguodala. Hey, he came to Manuel, and I'm sitting there watching him dunk on us. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, he's serious. Oh, he's serious about this game. The only team he lost to was uh, That's Chicago. my five. Yeah, he then lost my number young. four is somebody y'all probably really don't know. It's track and field. Hold on, let me get Track and field. Can y'all hear me? Y'all got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Track and field. Uh, Teddy Jackson, I knew it. <laughs> Fastest man in the state of Illinois, uh, running 100. Teddy mm-hmm. Jackson, he's a track and field, hold the record. Solid. Number, number three, I, I agree with this. He on your list too. Sean Livingston, he led Peoria Central to some championships, even his greatest score. The boys are beast. He transferred from Richwoods to Central to do all that. And you know, we all know what he did going further, but the Sean Livingston was the truth. And, and um, in fact, let me go back to Andre Goddala. Um, he was Mr. Bat. No, Sean was Mr. Basketball, right? He's Mr. Basketball in the state mm-hmm. of um, my number two is your number one, Derrick Rose. You can't you can't deny what Derrick Rose did here in the, in the state of Illinois. You can't, and his career period. The boy is a beast, except for you throwing in that city championship. Nobody care about no city championship. We talking about you do up this way, city. Yeah, that's why in football too, y'all care about city championships in football. <laughs> no, no, every make it Wednesday except for Phillips. Phillips did it, but anyway, my number one has got to be the the greatest individual basketball player in the state of Illinois in history, Frank Williams. It ain't even close. Mr. Basketball dominate ain't even close. Led Mayo to back to back to back championship. It ain't even close. It's not even close. Okay, I had to admit. That's my list. Let me say it again for you. Andre Iguodala, Teddy Jackson, Sean Livingston, Derrick Rose, Frank Williams. But, man, you threw out that Dick Buckets and Jackie Jordan. I'm like, oh, I'm not having to put some people off my list. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, and when, when you, when you didn't have none of them, I was, was kind of like, like. I had to do it quick. I was, I was quick about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm, y'all finna be mad at me on one, on one person. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm, I'm glad y'all said. I'm gonna. I got. I got uh, three honorable mentions, and I'm gonna add a fourth. Because <laughs> I, I got. So you said Andre Iguodala. I, I, if you his, his body of work, I, I had him honorable mention. I had Teddy Jackson, and I had Tim Hardaway. Mm, I had Tim one. Hardaway. I, I, I think. I think uh, we sleep on uh, Tim, uh, Tim Hardaway, Daddy Hardaway, mm. uh, on the list. But I'm gonna add. <clears throat> so, so my, I don't mention y'all hear me. Andre Iguodala, Teddy Jackson, Tim Hardaway. I'm gonna add Derrick Rose. Y'all said it. Y'all can be mad at me if y'all want to. I'm gonna add Derrick Rose. He's not. He's not an honorable mention, bro. He's not an honorable mention, bro. You honorable mention. You be mad if you want to. So I'm gonna go with my number five. I got I had Dick Buckus. Uh, for same reason, uh, Jermaine said we kind of had a similar at the, at the uh at the bottom. I had uh, uh Dick Buckus is five. Jackie Jordan Cursor as four, Cursey as four, Isaiah Thomas is three, right? I got the our pause, top two. Pause, pause. Jermaine said this list is based on high school accolades. Isaiah Thomas is not in top five. Stop it. Stop it. He, he in mind. The league. <laughs> he is not top five in Illinois. Bro, he no, stop. Let me let you finish, but stop it, bro. Right. You, that, that's what's crazy. That was crazy. You got Isaiah in Illinois over Derrick Rose. That bro, makes zero sense. It makes, yeah, it makes no sense, bro. It bro, makes no sense. Fight? <laughs> Not like you want to fight, though. 
And then my they are our, our two are uh our top two me and Kevin top two are the same. I'm gonna go two with uh the the boy Sean Livingston and because it, it's the way for me, not only did Sean dominate it ain't the same, it ain't the same because Derrick Rose was my two. Oh my fault, that's where you messed up right there. Well, Sean Livingston my <laughs> two because not only not only not only did Sean Livingston dominate, but I'm gonna tell you what made me knew Sean was gonna Sean was gonna be a crazy star because he was first at Richwoods, right? And we were out at the uh, Peoria Gusmacker, and it was him going one on one with I forgot who uh, Faulkner. I think his last name was Faulkner. Was Rich was number one player, and uh, Sean Sh- uh, Sh- had just transferred to Central. Game point at the Gusmacker. We just sitting there watching Sean get the ball. I saw out the way. Did did basically did a killer crossover on uh, Faulkner, and dunked it for the final point. And I, that's when I said that that boy that boy gonna be nice. And he went and he won those two championships with Central. So Sean. But what he was able to do with Peoria Central uh, is undoubtedly, and you know I can't go against the, you know I can't go against family, you know the the, the man Frankie Williams, man. The, just just watching it, that dude game his ISO game, his one on one game, and the way he can he he play team ball that translated over to the University of Illinois. That's why he mm-hmm. he got those though that that uh, what he's able to do make it to the uh, NBA. But man, ain't, and I know I know I got a couple people I know some people are gonna say man we ain't even got on the list. A couple basketball high flyers, bas- high flyers from basketball uh, from the uh, Chicago area, man. But man, well, Frank and, and y'all, what people don't understand is some of the Chicago um, athletes, basketball players, they that that became like some of them Hall of Famers. They mm-hmm. lost K- the Frank KG. They lost the Frank, right? And it, who was it? I forgot who it was. It's, it's another Hall of Famer who has a podcast, and they were talking. They had a podcast talking about. Frankie Will, how hard it was to guard Frankie Will. I'm like, you in the NBA, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a Hall of Famer. He's talking about how hard it was to guard Frankie Williams. Frank was a beast, man. Frank was yeah, but then you got you got you got Howard Nathan, AJ Guy, and you got a lot of I know. Man, that's what I'm saying. Hey, some high Illinois, Illinois, when it comes to basketball for sure, Illinois has some studs, bro. What's they the, what's the, uh, studs, the high flyer from Chicago in the late uh late ni- uh, early nineties? Um Cause I know people gonna bring him up. That, that you got D Brown, you, comment. you got Shannon Brown, like man. Yeah, Kendall yeah. Gill went to the Central. He's from Illinois. That's what? back in the eighties. <clears throat> yeah, my sister went to high school with him. So yeah, the, if you want to take it all to, even back there, then um, you know Benji. Of course, he was uh, murdered tragically, but what he would have been if his life, because they they was pacing him to be the next Jordan with the way he balled, and you know Derrick Rose gave a lot of homage to him, saying he patented his game after him. Uh, I know we don't see him as that good of a basketball player now, but even Patrick Beverly, if you look at him in high school, yeah. that boy was something different in high school. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these guys, it's definitely a lot of NBA players, but then, you know, uh, football players, you got Simeon Rice, Brian Young used to play for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, a lot of just athletes just came out of the state of uh, Illinois. And I know that well, list, y'all both got Frank Williams. It was hard. I was just trying to get Derrick Rose's fly, but Frank Will was a bad boy. I, I know he was. I yeah. seen him play. Like I didn't know about when I went to Blackburn. That's how I learned about Peoria, y'all history with the basketball. Who was because you know me and Corey was roommates, and man, y'all y'all had some beasts that just came out of there. You know them four state championships that Manuel did. You know Sergio McLean and and all them boys. Man, I, like it was like a like you said, it was like a mecca for basketball. You know, you wouldn't think them type of athletes came out of Peoria. So I think Peoria is relatively um, forgotten sometimes. But when you begin to search the history, y'all definitely had some dominant athletes come out of there. So, yeah, can, y'all, can, y'all I, can, can I just say one quick more? I couldn't put him on the list because he graduated this year. Uh, that he's definitely going to be in the top five of Illinois of all time. Please. Cannon Webster, wrestler from Washington High School. Cannon West Webster is one of the best wrestlers in the state of, state of Illinois of all time. He is he is the re, uh, the grandson of our wrestling coach from Peoria, Emmanuel, back when we wrestled. Uh, Four time state champion. Uh, just kids dominate on the mat, man. So so Cannon Webster gonna go down in the history books as one of the greatest of all time. I'm surprised nobody had Anthony Davis, but I want to say one more thing before we move on. Um. I had one more honor mention. I just totally forgot. Kevin Davis. Man, hey, man, go to the next topic, man. Go to the topic, man. <laughs> I ain't even surprised. I ain't even surprised. Me neither, man. Me neither. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we appreciate y'all for listening on that part. 
uh definitely but that's two views podcast uh every podcast you're gonna get a top five and this is they back and forth is one of my favorite segments on the show just wanted to bring that to y'all so y'all can see the type of content you're gonna get from these brothers so please go and follow them let's talk about nil name image and likeness we know that the nil is this thing where players can now be uh paid or get contracts for for off of their name, image, and likeness, certain companies are signing them and stuff. You wear our hats, wear our clothes, do this, say this about us. They getting checked. So we got high school players. Mainly, it's a lot of college players. Where in the past it used to be illegal to do this stuff. We've seen the issues from Reggie Bush, um, other players that when it came out later on, vacating some of their honors and awards they got because they took money for their name, image, and likeness. Uh, uh, some high school players have been ousted because of it, but now it's being legalized. So my first question to um, you all is that, is it good or beneficial look for student athletes when it comes to the NIL? Y'all want to go first? Y'all want me to jump in? Cause, uh, jump in this, cause I know this is my baby, right? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just a, I'm yeah. just a host. I ain't really, when I get to these questions, I'm let, I want everybody to see y'all because I love y'all two views on stuff so i'm just i'm just i'm taking it in so let me go first when in when he first start, start talking about nil i was a main proponent against nil and i mm-hmm. told everybody why it was going to become a a free-for-all and they wasn't going to be able they're going to be paying people all this money and and it wasn't going to be regulated and what happened they're paying all these kids money is not regulating it's getting out of control only good thing that's happened since for NIL is that it has balanced the powers in college when it comes to certain sports. Just look at the uh, look at NBA, the uh, not NBA, the college uh, uh, bracket right now. It's, it's balanced. It's starting to balance out. You see it in football, mm-hmm. Alabama ain't as great as everybody no more. It's starting to balance out, right? That's the only positive from it. But now you got kids getting paid three million dollars before they even do one thing on a football field. Pick up this game. Then that was a, let's say that's a court, the quarterback of Tennessee no, was in Florida was getting all his money. But check out this. Let's say y'all on that same team, and y'all Jermaine, you on the O line, you only getting seventy five thousand dollars blocking for this dude. I'm playing linebacker. I'm getting fifty thousand dollars blocking for helping us win games for protecting the end zone when this dude getting three million. Show me where the fairness is in that. Somewhere. I always said from the get-go, it shouldn't be an NIL type deal the way it is now. The way it should be structured is teams should have allocated money that's divided evenly for every player on that team, and they get the same amount of money every time. And they also get and part of that is revenue share from what they make from the, what those schools make, but split evenly to every player as a stipend. But now you got one player getting paid this, and then you might have a walk-on that's not getting a dime, bro. How does that, how does that, how in a team culture does that help anything? It doesn't help anything. And now, now it's like, it's like you might as well make it a professional sport now instead of intercollegiate activity because now people are saying, I'm going to go here if they give me this. And people like to compare it to like scholarships. Oh, their scholarship, this, it's not the same. It's not the same as somebody getting a set, this, all this money and you're not. I'm telling you right now. If I was on one of those teams, I wasn't getting paid the same much. I'll leave. I'll leave and go try to find another school that's going to give me more money. I'll keep bouncing until I get more money. And that's what's happening. Now, this is how you regulate this whole thing. If you don't want to go the whole route of making it a stipend and splitting it evenly, this is how you, 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 you fix it. You close the transfer portal. There is no more transfer portal. Get rid of the if you're going to keep the NIL how it is, you get rid of the transfer portal. You can't just transfer whenever you want to make the money you want. Get rid of the transfer portal or regulate NIL to be even for everybody on a, a similar team. That's my speech for now. I'm gonna let y'all go and have y'all say. So I'm I'm a, I'm agree with you a lot, of that, but I'm gonna disagree on, on one thing. Um, I'm because I'm gonna come at it from a different angle too. Um, I'm going to disagree on the fact that you said it's balancing the power scales. I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. And the reason why I disagree with that is because the power scale is still based on the allocation of booster money. Right. And so think about who has the booster money and guess who just came to the, to the sec. Right. Who, what, what college do you think has, has probably has the most booster money out of anybody. A&M. Huh? Texas A&M. 
right any any texas school you get gonna have a ton of, they're gonna have a ton of more money right what what it's what it's doing i don't think it's balancing the scales i think it's i think it's tipping them in favor of those of those other big teams because what you're going to start seeing uh for instance i'm gonna I'm I'm take it out of football i'm gonna go to wrestling penn state has the biggest fund for for wrestling and they got all the top recruits they got all of them so i, I don't penn state was already a dominant wrestling team now we can become more dominant and destroy the Big Ten because NIL. I, I think in a lot of cases, in a lot of the the um, the Power Five conferences, what it's doing is it's it's not creating a um, a a a, uh, ba- a balance. It's just create. It's just shifting the weight to the other side, right? Mm. It, it's the, the the schools that can afford the most money with their boosters. Are now taking over and becoming this these these power, and it's going to stay that way until you like you said it's regulated and those that's 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 uh, it's balanced. But right now it's not it's not okay. Alabama's here because they got and now NIL is going to even up, and so schools like um, Ole Miss and school like even Ole Miss got a lot of money, but schools like some of those the, the Mizzou and they they they, they go, it's not it's not it's not, not to the skills for Mizzou. It's creating a power. It's creating an even more power structure that just going to take this side is not going to come like this, right? No, and so, but I got I got to disagree with you on that. I'm not saying it's balanced, as in right now it's balanced. I said it's balancing. It's starting to balance the skills. So if a, if I, if I'm a booster from Mizzou, and I got three million dollars to give away, and this dude in Alabama offers this dude offer this dude too, and I go to Mizzou and be like. Hey, I got three. Yo, right. you think this kid ain't gonna take the three? No, no, no I, I totally understand what you're saying, but it uh, but 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 we gotta understand the power of the dollar, right? The truth of the matter is where the where is the money, right? Mizzou will never be able to compete. I don't, I don't care what booster they get, they're never going to be able to compete with a school like a Texas. They're not. They're, they're never going to be able to, uh, to pay those kids no. more than a than a Texas, right? University of Illinois is never going to be able to pay um, students more than a than a than a than a uh, Ohio State, right? They're they're never going to be able to. They don't. They they're never going to be able to meet that, right? And that's why you got some Division One programs that are completely getting rid of all their athletics. They say we can't compete. There was a school that just came out and said we're just getting rid of all of our athletics. So I, I I think it I think you're right I do think you're right I do think there needs to become a balance of the NIL and needs to be there needs to be regulated but I think what we're just we're just shifting the power this is what I think this is my opinion on on balancing it and you can tell me if, you can you can agree or disagree my first thing is uh, I think it's taking away the importance of education in college that's that's the educator in me mm-hmm. um, I think I think kids are bouncing 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 like you got the kid that's got Michigan now who on his sixth um, his sixth uh, uh, scholarship for he came from uh, he came from uh, North Carolina and now he's playing basketball for Michigan. Um, and it's it's not about the education anymore. So this is what I think. I think if you're getting, I think it should make a, a, a baseline for NF, uh, the NIL, right? They should make a a, a money a, a money scale, right? And I think once you get to a certain scale, you're not eligible for a scholarship. What that will do. Is that would allow those colleges to take those allocated scholarships and give them to those walk-ons or those second, right? The kids, the kids that are still paying for paying, take getting lo- they're on the team, but they're still getting loans and scholarships and 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 working two jobs just to be able to go to school and play. When you get to a when you start making a certain amount of money, they balance off of like yo yo you just like you do with FAFSA, your parents' tax bracket and how much money you bringing in for NIL, and if you hit that certain algorithm. You cannot be eligible for an athletic scholarship, and then we get that. So my, now, instead of giving my, then that may give me seven other scholarships to give to the kids down here. I like that idea, that, and that's what mm-hmm. I and I think you need to for them people that hit that that top criteria you mentioned. The transfer portal is closed. Yeah, I agree. Close the transfer portal for those. Like you got to. Determine a different structure. If you're gonna do the NIL thing, you gotta have a different structure for the transfer portal. Everybody just can't transfer whenever they want. Because if it's, it's about money, because if, if it's about money, everybody gonna go to the go go to the the, the Texas A&M, the Texas, the but, Tech. They, 
That's where they gonna go. But this this is what I this is what I appreciate about my school, Notre Dame, though. Coach Freeman don't care about the NIL. NIL they, are they participating? Absolutely. They have a collective that's handling that whole process. They he lets you know from the jump. If you come here for NIL, you come. This is not the place for you. This is the wrong place for you. He let that be known up front. If you come in here based on NIL money and you going back and forth because this this ain't the place for you. And that's why I love my school. I love Marcus Freeman because he's doing the thing how it should actually be done at every school. He's doing the way it should be mm-hmm. done. And 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 and, and Saint Nick is trying to. He's still he, he kind of doing more of an arrogant kind of way. But <laughs> um, but just think of how 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 much the structure I just said would benefit the kid that's on second team that's giving his heart every day to make that number one better to say we're gonna reward you and pay for you because you you probably gonna go to school and be a a, a lawyer communications major a doctor or something and so we're gonna reward your hard work and dedication to this football team paying for your school so you I get you up, at, you up at the I top you get four million dollars hey pay for your schooling right? pay for it yourself pay for your bro mm-hmm. right but we're gonna take that scholarship that was meant for you that was slotted for you and we're gonna give it to the second stringer who's yeah, giving us day in and day out. Ain't that's that crazy? Just, they they getting a scholarship and millions of dollars. Yeah, oh, that's and that's what I'm saying. Crazy, that, they you you triple dip it. You got a you got a scholarship, you get NIL, and then you can transfer whenever you want if you get a better off. And maybe I'm a little bit jealous, man, because we can get that. I mean, like we don't <laughs> we had to pay for our college. I mean, we can get that, you know, NIL money. But if we did, man, I'll be I ain't gonna lie. I, I'll be bouncing schools too. I did want to say it's not really when I'm thinking about college basketball and I would, I would agree with you. I think it is kind of shaking up college basketball, but we also got to remember those three teams, those four teams that are no longer in the uh, bracket who spoke everybody, they, they're, they're perennial teams. Mm-hmm. They also have the highest recruiting classes and the most NIL money spent. And they still lost. So you know what I'm saying. So I I think I I think you you have to regulate this in a way, but you got to reward though. You if it, 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 it should be a yay. You got nil money. You don't need the scholarship. You good. You don't need that because first of all, I'm giving you a four year scholarship, and you're not even gonna say so. Two of those years that that one or two that for football, those two years you done ate up a scholarship of this kid that had to pay out of his pocket, and then you gonna go to the NFL and you with with your NIL money just sitting there, right? Well, you can use your NIL money to pay for your schooling, and I can give those two years to this young man who's given us his heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, to me, you you got to balance it out that way, man. We got to if you're gonna reward kids, reward all of them. Either either balance it out like Kevin says, or change or move them scholarships to the kids that that need them. I just want to say one last thing. I was right. Yeah, you was. You've been talking about that for a while. You talk, Before it even happened, you were talking about it. So I'll give you that. Yeah, and I, and I agree with both of y'all. So I like the ideas um, that both of you all have put forth, especially about uh, the money. And I guess my one thing I'll say about it, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's beneficial, I guess, to some of those kids because it, it, I, I look at it two ways. I think some kids are chasing the NIL stuff so much because, you know, you've heard a lot of different professional players talk about you know, I had to come out of school early. I had to get my family out, different things. So on the back end, some of these circumstances that some of these young men and or young women are coming from, it's going to give them opportunity to help their families. Now, the, the negative side of that, you don't want to see that pressure on no young student athlete, you know, because as uh, Keith said, the education is getting taken out of it. You, you're so worried about playing and making this money. Most of them ain't finishing colleges. You hear reports of athletes going back, getting their degrees. Um, some of them, after they've been hurt, maybe they could even – making it professional sports that going back and get your degrees. But, you know, uh, having a son that's a, got a year in high school left, I tell him, son, I don't know which way you're going to go, but try to finish and get your degree because your body can't play forever. And God forbid, if you ever know, he dealt with an injury uh, this year, um, you know, that he's never had before. So you just never know what's going to happen. But get that degree. You get the education part because football, basketball, whatever you play, you can't last forever. Everybody see what Tom Brady didn't think. That was different. Everybody ain't Tom Brady. It was a lot of years he barely got touched. So his body was able to sustain. Some positions you play, you got maybe three, five years max. You might do 10. So it ain't going to happen that way. But another thing with this NIL stuff, I, I look at 
the division it could cause on the teams. Mm -hmm. Because as you stated, you may have a QB. Uh, I saw CJ Stroud, you know, shout out to O State for all the haters out there. He was on the podcast. <laughs> that Michigan shut up. And they asked him, You making this much? You got the brand new car, but the guys that's blocking for you, some of them ain't making nothing. How do y'all keep the team camaraderie when they you know a lot of them say, Oh, those guys understand, you know, they're happy for us. But me, I feel some type of way. You know, you the one two million dollar man. I ain't getting nothing but this scholarship. All I ain't gotta do is block. I ain't gotta block for you in something. Now you would think, but I just be concerned about that. Like, what type? How do your other teammates feel when somebody's saying, "But yeah, you the million dollar man." But if I don't block for you, you can't do everything that you're doing. Or if this defense, if you if you throwing. Four five hundred yards a game, but the defense putting you on a fifty yard line or less because we stopping, but we ain't getting none of that money. And I heard these guys, oh, there ain't no friction on the team. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that because but our this, success, your success, is slightly predicated off us too. So where is ours at? So that's something I look at as being like a, a negative to it. You know, the locker rooms and some of these teams kind of feel us some type of way when the yeah. top guys are coming, and then the ones that's transferring in. You taking other people's spots too. Maybe this is my year to start. Now you getting big money over here coming in. What about me? I've been working hard on scholarship. You bring in a million dollar person. Now my spot just got took. So now maybe I got to transfer out of a place that I want to be here. But because now my Dion said he bring a Louis. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of my little take on it. I see like you know the kind of highs and lows of the NIL. But I want to say one thing real quick about C.J. Stroud, which I like about him, is that it was sometime during the season, or before the season started, I think, where, like, he used NIL money. He got, like, all his old line or something, like, something. Like, he, he bought them something. So he is trying to, like, bridge that gap somewhat and help out his fellow old linemen and all that stuff and be, like, thankful towards them. So mm -hmm. that's, that's big ups to him for doing that because yeah. a lot of people ain't doing that. That's the Michigan, the Michigan running backs doing that too. He's he's he do, he he actually donated if most, if not all of his NIL money. Um he, he like he does he does turkey giveaways for Thanksgiving, he he does all that stuff. But but what the but my problem my my thought of it is for especially for those old linemen and blocking for the quarterbacks and quarterbacks getting all that money. There was a reason why the, the there's the reason why I love tackle get, gets paid the most money in the NFL. Right, there's abs, abs, there's absolute reason for that, but in the, but in the in college football, like those those linemen not getting those big nil deals, those big boys not getting those deals. Mm -hmm. So you're right though, they protecting them up and down the field. Like if I'm in the NFL, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a nice hefty contract as a left tackle. But in nil, I'll be happy to get an nil deal as an offensive lineman mm -hmm. uh, in college football. So yeah, I yeah that I would I ain't gonna lie though I I would feel some type of way, I I would yeah. I would feel I, I it just especially especially I, I know you know what if I had somebody that's humble like CJ Stroud probably not but man most of them dudes ain't ain't humble well, well let me not say it. I'm not judge let me let me not judge them but they they got it they they it's it would hard to be humble with that amount of money coming in with a two three three million dollar contract like. Like, like, it's like, do I, like, you can't tell me nothing. Like, like, someone, someone may look, someone who come from poverty like us be like, I'm a made man, you know? But I know we need to move on to the next subject, but that's another thing I need to add to this thing is that I don't think, I don't think a player should get paid mo more than a lowest assistant coach. I think the NIL should not be more, pay be paid more than a, than a oh. lowest assistant coach. How can you get paid more than a coach, bro? I mean, they do it in the NFL, but in, in college, you know, in the NIL should not be more than the coaches. Just saying. To me, more than a coach, especially a position coach. If I'm a running back and I'm getting paid a hundred thousand, I'm getting paid five hundred thousand dollars, and my running back coach getting paid sixty. Come on, man, make that make sense. That's, that's a good. That's a, a very good point. <clears throat> and before we switch completely off of nil, because we touched on the benefits and negatives, we also know this is kind of starting to trickle down into the high schools too, to high school athletes. And I know for me. Uh, this year, I really pay attention to high school basketball. And unless I've missed it, I've never seen as much transferring as I ever have in high school basketball in the state mm -hmm. of Illinois 
that some teams this year became better. Some teams became powerhouses because, and I was like, how? And then if you've been paying attention to the news, it was uh, Maine South who had a very good football season. But that season was just stripped for them because kids was playing out of district. Somebody probably snitched, something happened. So they had kids playing on a team that was not live within that district. So we're seeing this stuff going to our high schools now where kids are allowed to transfer, come here, come play here. Um, I, I won't mention it, but even my son, he's got a little bit of that, hey, have him come play here, come play you know, we weren't going to do nothing there, but it was like it was expensive where he could have went to go play. He, he won't stay at his local school. But I'm just seeing this. So what do you think the impact is starting to even have on the high school and the high school athlete with the NIL coming and then the freedom for them to say, well, I'm going to transfer here and there at this high school to get that exposure, to get that deal? As an educator, too. as an educator, let me let me let me jump on this one as an educator, being, being in the education system, the biggest I, I see that because I, we just saw, um, was it Carmelo Anthony's son or Booz or something? One of them, they just transferred from Sierra Canyon to another school. Right. I, and, no, and Carmelo's so it, ain't that Sierra Canyon. Whoever is from Sierra, they're leaving. They're leaving. No, oh, no, LeBron. I think it's Bryce leaving Sierra Canyon. I think Bryce is, but LeBron's son, Bryce is leaving Sierra Canyon. Um, and so, and I think that's good. They, they, you're right, though. They getting, uh, they getting this ability to jump around. But I think a lot of that comes with that recruitment comes through uh, AAU, right? I think, I think the AAU is becoming that 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 conduit between teams. Like, man, I got this player over here, man. It's a, a talking into coming to such and such. I think that's becoming more. I think the AAU's um, insertion into uh, high school basketball politics. It's becoming a big issue. Another thing I think is becoming a big issue on the football side. I think it may be on the basketball too, uh, side too, but I only see it on football. Is this graduating early, right? Mm-hmm. Graduating early and going to enroll. For instance, Ecker, who is now at uh, at uh, Texas, he was at. A, he remember he graduated early uh, from uh, Texas High School and enrolled early into uh, Ohio State. Like these kids are getting these other credits over the summer or doubling up on classes. Like we, we, we all, we are athletes and we can, we came from schools of athletics. We know sometimes athletes get a little, but the, the, this, this, there's been an explosion of kids that have been graduating early so they can go and roll early in college and play spring ball. That's not a benefit to the kid. Mm-hmm. And that, as an educator, that bothers me. Um, e- even as a student, I, I could have graduated early. I had finished all my credit hours and I took more classes. I was over my credits just because I like being in high school. I, I like the experience of being in high school. But I think what it's doing now, because and the problem was, is kids are starting to know their NIL deals before they even get into their junior year of high school, right? And so now I can make a plan to get these other credits to graduate early and go play spring ball. Eckers knew how much he was getting Ohio State when he was a sophomore. He knew he was going to Ohio State. That's why I can get my credits in. And, and, and you know, see, what I'm saying, I, I think, I think we're creating, I think we're creating a, a group of individuals. And this is just me. And say, say, I'm just take off my brainiac hat for uh, if y'all say I'm putting it on. But I think we're creating a group of kids that are not not going to be resilient in the future, man. Like I, I just, I think, I think we're uh, we're creating a group of kids who are going to want to jump at the sign of adversity or the sign of lack. Instead of being resilient and bouncing back, they're going to jump and jump and jump. And I just see us going down a, a very dark path uh, with this NIL stuff that, that I think I think our kids our kids are really going to struggle uh, in their adulthood. So. Let me stop y'all. Let me stop Please. both of y'all on this high school stuff. Please. Let me just stop. First Please. of all, once again, I'm going to say this again. I called this, Please. but let me stop y'all real quick. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening that ain't been happening. The only difference is now it's more open because it's happening because NIL has opened the 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 look into a lot of this stuff. All this stuff has been happening before. My teenage normal school's been stealing what? kids for a long time. These Catholic schools have been doing this for a long time. Kids leave early, go to Please. college, been happening for a long time. Please. Ain't nobody been talking about it. This door of NIL just opened up the visual over what's going on. It's been happening. It's been happening. It's going to continue happening. So think about no, no, think about how many cities, 
this is why the city of Chicago hasn't won the championship. Think about how many city of Chicago kids are going to these Catholic schools away from their schools. Think about how many Chicago kids are playing on these Catholic school teams. Joliet, Montini, brother. This has been happening, man. It's been so, happening. So I'll, I'll agree with you to a point. Right, because right, because we we when we were coaching, we had at at a, at a um at a um seven no it was a, at a scrimmage game we had a Catholic school re, uh, recruit one of our receivers so hey. at the at the game <laughs> so Dang. um what? yeah both but I, and I think you're right I think the, I think the Catholic schools and specifically in, in in Illinois because that's been their ability they've had they've had the ability to recruit but not all states have that have that a lot of states have that regulated. Right. What I what what I so I, I so I agree to an extent, but what I think what I think is that the NIL has not brought it to light. I think what what's happened is it it took away the fear, right? There was a fear to recruit, right? I remember people were like like people were like uh say uh, uh PR Central recruiting uh players on the south side to come put. No, there was coaches were afraid to recruit because of the the uh, repercussions of recruiting. The fear has been removed, right? The, there's there's no longer a, a fear because, um, because because of the lack of regulation. Um, and I think I think to make that fair in Illinois, either you regulate uh, the private private uh, private charter and um, the private uh, charter schools of Illinois, or you make it a free for all. I mean, it, it, it just it just sad. It's just sad that we're going down that that uh, that route. And when we talk about me and Kevin as coaches, man, just get, give me eleven that want to play. I don't need give me eleven that want to play, and I'm, a, I'm we gonna turn y'all into some players. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's just the fear has been taken away, and 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 the the lack of resources. Some of these public schools don't have resources mm-hmm. that some of these capitals. If we could put more money and resources to our schools. Maybe they don't have to leave. Maybe they can have that weight room where they can work out all the time and or they can have a lunch room where they can go eat healthy, get some protein. But maybe they can have that stuff, not putting those resources. So they're leaving to a what a better school, per se, because they have better resources. Some stuff can change. You yeah, don't give me a start on school resources. You know, that's my <laughs> uh, 